Welcome dance studio owners and dance teachers. Today we are fortunate to have Brett Stuckey from Akeda Software. He's the head of sales and support and he's going to talk to us today about software for dance studio owners. Welcome Brett. Well thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So Just Dance, my dance studio, is a longtime user of Akeda Software. I have to admit I'm super anti-technology and did not want to go from my spreadsheets a long time ago and switch over to a software program. But my husband, he researched and from everything online, it looked like yours was the most used and the best reviewed. So he got me hooked up with you and there was a tiny bit of resistance at first. I always sort of have a tantrum when I have to learn something new, but I have to admit it's been shockingly easy and wonderful using it and your support is fantastic anytime we have a question we get this nicest woman that is so calm and helpful and responsive very quickly so we've been really happy with it why don't you tell us the benefits Akeda offers a dance studio owner sure well first don't feel bad you are the very, very large majority of dance studio owners who hate software or technology, and that's mostly why we have a job, so we're happy to help all of you guys. As far as the software goes and kind of like what sets us apart and what our benefits are, the benefits for someone who's not using anything is getting everything into one place and being able to streamline your work. We know, and I stress it to our employees and when I'm talking to new customers, nobody decided to teach dance or own a dance studio because they just love doing spreadsheets and they love sitting in their office and doing admin work. We know that. You want to be in the classroom teaching. So if we can provide you a product that saves you three, four, ten hours a week of work, then I think we're meeting our objective. Our number one goal is to get you out of your office and, and into your classroom, because we know that's where you want to be. Also, just I was just thinking, one of the really things that I didn't even think about, but ended up being a great benefit, was just all the storage of previous years, like keeping our students' information from 15, 20 years ago, it's all still there where if I had spreadsheets, either that'd be a giant file cabinet or it'd get thrown in the trash. But I have so much data on families from way a long time ago, which is really nice. It gives you the ability to, to keep all the financial data as well. So if anything ever comes up with your taxes or anything, uh, you can always pull that information easily. You can use it to watch trends, see how you were doing financially a year ago, five years ago. If you've been using it long enough when maybe the economy is not doing as well, like you can look back and say, hey, the last time the economy wasn't doing so well, what did it do to our business financially and how can I prepare for that? Um, so being able to keep all of that data and track all of that is super helpful. And then obviously, you know, like you're saying, being able to communicate with old customers anytime you want to, um, and obviously your current customers, is, is a nice benefit as well. Yeah, and just seeing how many students you had one year compared to another year and how many were in each class, it's so organized. Yeah, so you can see how classes are doing. You can see which classes, you know, there's a huge demand for versus maybe classes that there's not quite as much of a demand for and, and how you can balance that. I tell customers all the time, you know, when you have a wait list that's got 10 people on it, 
for a class and you have another class that has two people who have signed up, maybe you need to make some adjustments there and so that you can obviously maximize the time in your classrooms. We use it to organize our classes and for our attendance, and we use it for costumes. What are the features that people like most about it? The most popular features are definitely the communication tools. Uh, being able to email everyone, yes. uh, texting, which we added a few years back, um, being able to text your clients, especially not having to pay extra to do that. When we introduced that, we knew it was going to be popular, but we had no idea. I think our customers send about 1.5 million text messages in 2021. Whoa. Yeah, I think you probably know parents don't read emails and just the text messages get a lot better results from parents. Uh, you can send out those quick reminders versus a, an email. So parents seem to like it better. They respond to it better. Most studios don't even send statements out anymore. They basically just send out a text that says, hey, you can log into your account and look at your bill. Please pay. Mm-hmm. But you do have that feature to send a statement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can definitely email statements. Uh, it's just over time, it's gotten less and less popular. You mentioned something to me before we started about how you can monitor your employees' activity. Can you explain that? With our software, you can create and you should create a username for each employee who needs access to the software. Uh, And honestly, that should probably be all of your employees. With those usernames, obviously each person has their own login, their own password, but you can customize where each of those employees can and cannot get into. You know, each job title has its own needs, obviously. Your office manager is probably going to need more access than your teachers who probably need more access than maybe a volunteer or something. And then obviously the owner, you guys, the owners need the most access of all. So you can set it up so, you know, teachers only have access to what they need to do their job. The account screen, maybe, so they can check notes and things on accounts. Obviously the class screen, entering attendance, that sort of thing. Office managers need to be able to enter charges and payments. Um, They need to be able to see some of the financials, but maybe not all of it. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, owners need access to everything. So you can customize that so that they only have access to to what they need to do their jobs. Additionally, we track things like who has entered or deleted an account or a student, or who has entered or deleted a transaction. Every time someone enters a transaction or, or deletes it, it's timestamped. So we can tell you to the second which user deleted it and when. But if everyone is sharing the same username, then it's pointless because it's just going to say admin and everyone, you know, anyone can blame somebody else at that point. That's fascinating. I didn't know about that. But another podcast, we talked to somebody, there was an embezzlement situation with their office manager. And you told me offline that you see this a lot. You get a lot of questions about that. I get at least two calls a year um, where it's happened, you know, and it's a lot of crying, um, some counseling, it feels like. Um, But, you know, a lot of times we're able to help them and and point them in the right direction as, as far as what has happened. You know, we're able to pull a list of transactions that may have been deleted. And, but it always, I was actually listening to that episode and hey, it's, it's, it's a tale as old as time. It's a tale as old as time. Gosh, um, that's sad. It, it, always, there's, it always follows the same couple of trends. Um, the owner is very hands-off, 
doesn't, you know, doesn't really watch the finances. Maybe one user, everybody's sharing a username, that sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, we see it a lot, unfortunately. I've seen seventy, fifty, hundred thousand dollars. So you know that amount of money. It happens. I think a couple of things for owners to keep an eye on: cash. Cash is the easiest way for an employee to steal because parent walks in, says, here's $100 in cash that I owe you. Employee sticks it in their pocket, deletes the charge off the account. So you, mm-hmm. so even if you're an owner and you're looking, you know, you're keeping an eye on things and you're saying, well, nobody owes me money, it's fine. But those, char- those tuition charges are just disappearing. That's the simplest way. I don't think it happens quite as much because cash is, you know, people aren't paying cash as much as they used to. But cash is definitely the easiest way to steal. And so if, you know, if you're taking in a lot of cash payments, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. The biggest advice, you know, is you're the owner now. If you just want to, if you just want to be a dance teacher, don't own a studio. Right. Just be a dance teacher. (laughs) You know? Yes. I mean, once you, once you put your name on the, on the license, on the business license and on the lease, you're in charge. It's your money. You got to keep an eye on things. Not every studio owner wants to make a ton of money, and that's fine. Even if you just want to break even, make sure you're breaking even and you're not going into debt uh, because someone's walking away with all your money. This episode is brought to you by Mixtape Studios, a full-service recording studio online at mynewmixtape.com. A one-stop shop for all your recital and competition music editing needs. I taught for people for 20 years and was very happy not being the studio owner. But then when you are the studio owner, it's a different ballgame and you have to be ready for it. You have to really want it. I didn't want it for a long time, and then I decided I did want it, and it's scary, and that's what this podcast is really about, just people who are considering opening a dance studio, just the topics they're afraid of or they don't know a lot about. Hopefully, we can cover those, and they can decide after thinking about it if they really want to do it, because I don't feel like a lot of dance studio owners are open to sharing. They sometimes feel that, you know, this is mine and I don't want to share. I don't want any other dance studios opening up in the area. So they aren't real helpful. And I just find that kind of silly. And I wanted to pull back the curtain and give people as much information about what it's really like to own one. That's what I would have wanted when I was starting out. And so this is why I'm doing my podcast. That's the best way you can do it. Um, And it is great to have a something people can refer to or almost even like a roadmap that people can use to help them to help them get started owning a studio things to watch out you know knowing the bad beats that other studio owners have seen yeah you know can help you avoid them learn from those experience those people's experiences so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that they did Yes. So how did Akita get started as a business? It's a family-owned business. It's actually my wife's family-owned company. My wife grew up in Sarasota, Florida, and she was a dancer. She grew up dancing from the time she was three or four years old until she was 18, I guess. And her mom was the office manager. Oh. Her mom's name is Susie, so a lot of our customers know Susie. And in the like, probably 92, 93, the studio was looking for something to help them run their studio. And my 
father-in-law at that point, he's a software engineer, but he was, he was like a private consultant. Um, and they just asked him to help them find something. And he got to looking around, and there just, there wasn't anything. Um, at that point, I think the only software he could find was still DOS-based. This is 92, 93, so the beginning of Windows. Um, so he partnered with a friend that he knew, and they, they wrote the first version uh, of the desktop software back then. You know, so they wrote it based off of my mother-in-law's spec. So she wrote down everything she wanted that she thought it needed to be. Uh, and they wrote it and it just, it took off. And so the other guy got out at some point. So my father-in-law and mother-in-law ran it for a long time by themselves. And then in the late aughts, my brother-in-law came on board uh, and he wrote the online version that we sell now. And then I came in and took over the, they wanted me to do support, and then Susie got out, and I, I sort of took over support, and we've added some support people over the years, and a salesperson, so it's just nice, slow, natural growth. That's super cool. My favorite thing is just when you want something to exist, and it doesn't, and then you create it, because it's needed. When you find those small little niches, it's, it's amazing what, what can be done. So what separates you from your competitors? What is it that you have that they don't? As far as the software goes, I mean, they basically all do the same thing. I think what sets ours apart is it's just the appearance is a little more streamlined. Typically, if I can get our software in front of someone's eyes, they're like, oh, wow, this is much better than you know looking than what I'm using, and, and it looks a lot easier. Um, to me, it's just a little less spreadsheety looking. Most people, they just like the way ours flows better than uh, some of the others. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just our people and the fact that we try our best to train you uh, from the from the get-go because we want you to be able to use the entire software and take fully, full advantage of it because it will save you a lot of time. Are there training videos? Uh, we do have some videos, but honestly, we prefer to do it in person. So you can chat with us. You know, Obviously, you can call in. Um, we have a, an intercom chat feature that's built into the software, so you can send us messages. But we also, at the bottom of every page in our software, is a Cal Lindling link, and you can schedule training with us anytime. And we, we typically do it via Zoom. And it's free. It's free. We don't charge anything extra for it. The only reason I don't do it is because I wouldn't want to be that person that I, I would think you guys would hate. Like, this idiot's calling us up and making us walk her through this. I have customers that I've talked to for 11 years now, and I talk to them once a year, and it's the same question every year. How do I start a new year? And that's perfectly fine. That's what we're here for. Honestly, my favorite customers are the ones who have lots of questions. If we have five trainings together and you got questions, I love it. Those are the customers that we love. Customers who want to learn the software and want to take it full advantage of it, I, I completely, I, those are my my husband mentioned how much better things were when you went web-based and we were able to share it among all the different employees. It has made studios' lives a lot easier for that reason, because anybody can log into it from anywhere. But honestly, it's made our life a lot easier, too. With the old desktop software, to have it on multiple computers, you had to set up a network and going, you know, as you, as you know, studios, they don't like that stuff. Um, and it was just harder to support. Everything about the web-based software is so much easier to support for you guys than the desktop was. There are 
you know, there are fewer issues with it. When, when there is an actual issue with the software, when we fix it, it's fixed for everybody. There's no more updates to download or things like that to keep up with. It just it has made everything so much easier. What do you think the number of studios that don't use a software, do you have any percentages on like how many studios do use a software program and how many don't? Just based off my very unscientific you know, experience going to trade shows and talking to people, I would say studios not using software are maybe 10 to 15 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that they fall into two categories. One, the person who owns the studio is 75 years old and yes. has been doing it on paper forever. And right. there's not going to be any change changing them. I, I distinctly remember talking to a studio at a trade show that the owner was 95 years old and the daughters were in their early 70s, was sure. probably. And they wanted to have a software, but the owner was still 95 years know. old, still doing everything by hand. And the daughters were kind of like talking to, like as, as the mom walked away, they're like, Life's longer. We got to do something. <laughs> I mean, um, that's true. We know that's true. And then the, the other category, I think, are brand new studios who just think they can't afford it. There is the cost involved, but I think it pays for itself because it frees you up to make more money. Exactly. That's. I think that's the thing that a lot of people forget is, yes, software typically costs money, but how much money are you spending in manpower because you're paying someone to create a schedule a recital schedule or a class schedule by hand or costume orders or costume order how many hours are you paying that person to do that you know if it takes them five hours you cost yourself a month of software um, the other good thing though however for us is up to 100 students is free so if you're a new studio and you you haven't gotten to 100 students yet, it's not going to cost you anything. I didn't know that. We are perfectly set up for brand new students. When COVID started, we dropped our prices on all of our tiers. And at that point, we decided to make the smallest tier free. Typically, those smaller studios are in rural areas and things like that. I mean, obviously, if you're small, you've got less income anyway. But in a lot of those rural areas, it was harder. So we just decided to make it free, uh, that smallest tier. That gives studios a chance to grow. Like, we love watching them grow along. So, you know, it's it's great for us and for them. Oh, yeah, because they will grow. And then they'll pay, and it'll be worth it for everybody. That's fantastic. You've made a loyal customer. I mean... Yes. So smart. I love smart business. If you advertised here, you'd be hearing your ad right now. For more information on advertising on this podcast, email sallyballet at hotmail.com or call 703-981-0718. Do you offer a free trial? It's free until you put in student number 101. That's essentially the trial in itself. I mean, when you sign up for a, a trial, that's your real account. As soon as you sign up, you're ready to go, and we're going to start bugging you to schedule a training session uh, so that we can get you off, up and running, and off on the right foot. If I were a huge studio 
but I didn't have software and I wanted to see if it was a good idea, I would maybe do my three to 10 year olds for free for with you guys until I felt like I got it down. And then if I wanted it, then I'd pay and do the entire studio. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's fantastic. My experience is once people get their own information in there and they start to see it and recognize, you know, their customers' names and, and they know what that account should look like, even if they were keeping it on paper. Once they start seeing their own people in there, that's when they start to get it. People who are like, oh, I'll sign up and just look at it and it's blank. Mm -hmm. it's, it's much harder to, to picture in your mind how it's It doesn't feel real. Yeah. Right. But once you start putting, you know, once you've got 20 accounts in there and you're seeing those transactions and you're seeing a class schedule with people enrolled on it, that's when they can start to visualize, okay, this is how this is going to work. And this, this is, I know that this is what this account is supposed to look like. This feels right to me. And then it, it takes off from there. Great. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Because I think we covered a lot and I'm a very happy customer and I would definitely recommend it to anyone. Well, we definitely appreciate the support. Uh, not, not a lot I would like to add. Just, you know, if you have questions about starting with software or, you know, coming over from another software company, um, just give us a call. The number is 800-286-3471 or they can email me directly at brett, B-R-E-T-T, at akadasoftware.com. Well, thank you so much for being here and explaining Akeda software to our dance studio owners and potential dance studio owners. Maybe this takes a little bit of the fear out of the idea of owning a dance studio someday for people. There's help out there. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Thank you for having me. On the next episode, join us as we discuss the RAD method with Royal Academy dance examiner, Leslie Shearer. 